and welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. Uh, I'm Frank, and uh, joining me is Tyler on this very rainy, miserable Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Tyler, how do you feel about having a three-day weekend and it being just utterly miserable outside? I mean, I'll always take a three-day weekend, but yeah, not not the most exciting when it's just fucking shit outside. It's cold, too. Yeah. Uh, I just ran outside for a second, and I'm like, damn, gonna have to, like, turn the fucking heat on in here. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I feel like the weather through this spring's just been very weird compared to usual. You know, I feel like it's been a little extra cold, like, in the mornings and stuff, longer than it usually is, and then it's, like, balls to the walls hot sometimes, too. I mean, that's spring, but it's just... Felt a little different this year, I guess. Hmm. It, Tyler, I'm not sure if you heard, this is the new normal. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's the new normal. Right. Speaking of new normal, went to the movies last night. Oh, what'd you see? Uh, Quiet Place Part 2. Hmm. Um, the movie was excellent. I That is a movie uh, that is built for seeing in a theater in... Uh, it was very great in theater. It gave me a lot of Last of Us vibes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. But uh, yeah, we went to, to Regal and kind of, you know, it felt somewhat normal. Um, the one thing, they don't have their box office open. Like you can't go there and buy the tickets. I guess you have to do it online, which it's easy to do and honestly better to do it online than just buying the tickets right there. Yeah. Um, and then, so then the person that typically would check your ticket and then let you go back and then tell you like, oh, you're in theater seven and it's right down here, blah, blah, blah. Um, that person wasn't there. They were more towards the front and they had someone like you would get your, your tickets usually. And then you would go around the corner and get your popcorn or whatever. And the person was like right there and they'd scan your tickets. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was... It was a pretty normal, normal experience. Um, masks are not required if you were vaccinated. Like a number of places now, they had a bunch of signs around like that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it was it was cool to get back to a movie theater and a quiet place too. Is certainly a movie to see in a movie theater, and I enjoyed myself. So. Yeah, I I never watched the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole premise seems really weird to me. <laughs> yeah. I, at first I thought that, but that first movie was just so amazing to see in a theater. And uh, it honestly was just really good. And, and it's an interesting world that they've created there. Um, obviously, you can't make noise. That's like the whole big thing about it. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of really great, incredibly tense moments uh, really great acting. Um, one of the, you know, that the one of the girls' main characters, uh, she's deaf in the movie, but she's also deaf in real life, and she is amazing. And she has a way bigger role in, in this movie than in the first one. And man, she was just fucking phenomenal. And it, in the way that they kind of try to put you in her shoes in certain situations in the second one like holy shit it was intense it was really really well directed 
great acting and it's an it's a weird world it's a world that i would not want to live in at all if that happened <laughs> no way <laughs> uh, yeah I, I maybe i should watch those movies <laughs> yeah yeah they're 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 very entertaining to me so yeah, the next the next movie I want to see in theaters though is fucking Fast and Furious Nine, and I cannot wait. Oh, I yeah. feel like I need to. I know you did this somewhat recently, but I need to rewatch the Fast and Furious movies. Oh yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> uh, There's, uh, I yeah I did that. I think 2019. Yeah, I watched them all, and I I, I enjoyed them way more than I thought. I mean. Not every one of them hits, and there's, you, you know, they're they're meant to just be really dumb action movies. But I think they're good at doing that. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, really, I saw a um, I saw a post. Uh, I forget where, but um, it would be very funny if the Fast and Furious uh, universe crossed over with the John Wick universe. Oh my god. That would be amazing, dude. That would be so amazing. I also saw, like, uh, what if Fast and Furious crossed over with, like, Jurassic World? (laughs) Jurassic Park, and it had dinosaurs? I'm like, yes, please? (laughs) Yes, I definitely want to see a car driven on the back of a brontosaurus to ramp off the neck. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Oh man. We, they should just tire us. We'll write. We'll write that movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, we would. Yeah. Uh, speaking of entertainment, uh, we are recording this on Saturday ahead of the Indy Five Hundred. So, and we're not. And we're recording yeah. two episodes this weekend. So, man, we might not even be able to talk about the Indy Five Hundred for a while. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm out next weekend. I and I almost totally fucking forgot about it too. My mm-hmm. we're going to the beach with my parents because uh, my mom's friend has some place down there, so we're just going down there for the weekend. We set this up like way earlier in the year, and I'm like, like she texted me and was like, "Are you guys good for next weekend still?" And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I need to tell Frank. <laughs> That I can't record next weekend. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it would have been, yeah. been really awkward if I'm just sitting here and I and I text you and I'm like, "Hey, uh, you, you doing this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm at the beach, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I am, I am looking forward to that Indy 500. Oh yeah, it's oh, gonna yeah. be gonna be good. And you know, Scott Dixon's on pole. Maybe he can uh, get some redemption from last year because he like yeah. dominated that fucking race last year and then lost at the end. To uh, yeah. to Kumasato. Yeah, uh, gonna be a really interesting uh, race. It, what's the weather look like down there? Yeah, I don't know. I've not seen what it would be like this weekend. Cause yeah, yeah it's shitty around here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, uh, I I have to I have to go out later today. I have to go to the beer shop to get, mm. get some beers for for this Indy 500. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, it's. It's always a fun race to watch. There's always yeah. action. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, always just... It's so intense watching that race, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just just how those cars work on that track, and it's just... 
There's, it takes fucking special talent to do that shit, man. It's always amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about they're going like 240 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. And like seriously, you're go, you go around like these turns, like you got like you got to trust that everyone else out there driving knows what they're doing because if someone like checks up, like the closing speed at at that at that's at that rate is just. You don't have time to react. No, definitely not. I get. I guess that's why they have. Uh, they actually have a qualifying session to make sure you can run the race. So yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, that, that, that helps. Um, yeah. Uh, that's not until tomorrow. Uh, we are recording this. Yeah. On a Saturday, we're recording two episodes, uh, so let's just get right into it. Um, video games is is the thing that we try to talk about on this podcast. Uh, I guess we can try to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we played some Divinity Original Sin last week. Uh, we did a very... Um, not... Not necessarily fun boss fight. <laughs> no. That boss fight was not fun. It was not exciting either. I think I have a hunch that um, on on higher difficulties there are mechanics by which you make that boss, boss vulnerable to certain elements using the statues around the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of wondering what those statues were would be for, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of a weird boss fight. Also weird with this game, and I don't remember this really happening in Infinity Two, where like the music will start playing like during a battle, and it'll be epic as fuck, and then the music will stop. At least for me, and so like mo- the majority of that battle was just complete like silence, pretty much, except the the you know. The sounds coming from our characters doing whatever, um, so that was also just kind of weird to me, um, and that's only that's only happened in this game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happened it's just... to me too. So it's not just a thing on your end either. Like, it, mm-hmm. there are some problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still it's still uh, an awesome game, and and I I'm very intrigued where we are now because. First of all, the area we are now is fucking gorgeous, and I am really intrigued to uh, explore more of it. Um, seems like there's a lot of battles we can get into. We got some trolls we got to yeah. take care of. <laughs> we got to find the king of the trolls, the troll king. Yeah, we do. We do. And it's just one of those areas that, you know, I, I always kind of feel weird in video games when this happens but uh you know that's what they're designed for and eventually you kind of get through it of there's there i feel like in the area we're at there's so many ways you can go that i'm like i don't know which is the right way and you know it happens all the time in video games you just gotta commit and go and see what happens um but sometimes it can feel kind of paralyzing if you're just seeing all these different paths all over the place and you're just like i don't know where to go but Looking forward to seeing more of it. I got some pyro abilities now uh, with Baird. So, going to be doing a lot more of that. And I'm going more uh, Geomancer 2 with uh, Pounder. 
my, my sword guy. So gonna have some geomancer abilities and sword abilities and yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, looking forward to maybe completing that game this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think we'll we'll definitely have it done. But yeah, um, yeah hopefully we can complete it for um, Baldur's Gate comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Not not too much this week. I played more Wreckfest on PS5. I just when I played it the night I played it, I'm just like I don't really feel like playing really anything. I just want to kind of zone out and you know that game's fun. I, I've talked about it plenty. The, the the only thing I'll say, and I did not run into this on the PC version. This is only on the PS5 version. It has to be like a little bug. Um, is pretty much every time I start it up, the game defaults the difficulty to easy. And so I'll start playing. I'm like, why am I clobbering these guys? Because I typically play on expert in this game. Uh, it's just the most fun to me. Because um, the AI is pretty, pretty, can be a bunch of fucking assholes playing on expert. Like, they will intentionally wreck you. Yeah. Um, which is fun, but can be so frustrating sometimes. Um, and so, literally, every time I have to change the difficulty back to expert. Um, it's kind of a weird, weird thing. I did not have that happen on the PC version, but it's not the biggest deal in the world. It's it's still a cool game. Um, and then I I'm trying to barrel through Ratchet Deadlock before Rift Apart comes out. So played a bunch more planets and tournaments in that game, and um, game is fucking awesome. You know, it's like I said last week. It's different for a Ratchet game. You know, Clank isn't totally involved with it. You know, you're not really platforming, but if you like the the combat of Ratchet, like, in the combat of Ratchet is typically really good. This game is fun to play. The weapons are cool. Uh, up, You know, you can add a lot of mods to the weapons in this game, which is neat. Like, I have, like, freezing mods on one weapon and poison mods on another, and can really add some stuff to it. Um, I have a shock mod on this... Uh, magma cannon shotgun sort of thing and that thing fucking destroys everything it's it's fun uh it's it's a really fun game to play and um now i'm upgrading you have these like two little robot dudes that you can kind of command and have them uh you know turn the bolts sometimes to like unlock an area or a door or something that you got to do in ratchet games and you can command them to do that or send out an emp blast to take out the shields of this one enemy and so now I'm at the point where I can upgrade those guys too, and um, yeah, it's a good game. It it has a lot of frame rate problems sometimes though um, on PS3, and like there are times where the frame rate just completely gets obliterated mm-hmm. when some things happen. For the most part, it's pretty smooth, but man, sometimes frame rate's just bad. And then there's a couple levels where you gotta like fly like a jet sort of thing and destroy some shit and that feels pretty good in this game compared to up your arsenal it kind of felt awkward to use those sort of vehicles but there's a lot of pop-up problems uh in this game too where enemies just will constantly disappear which you know it's an it's an old game but on it's a ps2 game that on ps3 i would think the ps3 would have been able to handle that a lot better but Otherwise, it's it's a fun game. I, I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't mind another Ratchet Deadlocked 
but like maybe a little smaller experience that's just super combat based or or you know but i know like the main ratchet games typically have like an arena that you can go to and they have a bunch of stuff in it so it's kind of pointless in a way but you know it's it's a fine game i mean in a world where we if we didn't get new ratchet games i would be totally cool with them re-releasing these games on Mm -hmm. new consoles like yes just to get some of the technical things ironed out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, uh, otherwise that's that's all I played. I'm I'm about halfway through Ratchet Deadlocked. It's not a very long game at all, so I'm gonna hopefully barrel through that, and hopefully at some point this weekend gonna start Hitman Three, um, so that way I can get Hitman Three Ratchet Deadlocked off my plate, and then just at that point all I'm really gonna play is Yakuza and Rift Apart. Awesome. When that comes out, so yeah. What about you? Um. Well, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, <laughs> almost have my warrior class uh, to level eighty. I think I'm at level <laughs> seventy nine. Actually, wow. I've been doing this new. Uh, well, not new, but like new to me. A, a mecha- an area of an MMO that I have not explored in. Uh, in my 600 and some hours of playing it, uh, it's called the Bajja Resistance. It's basically an kind of a separate area with its own leveling system, where you're mm-hmm. kind of where you're helping uh, this resistant group uh, rebel against the Empire. Um, and yeah, I've I've been doing that a lot, um, and it's really fun. It's it's how you get the new. The newest uh, set of shiny weapons. So uh, that's what that's pretty much why I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. I want cool. the shiny weapons, Tyler. They shiny might... weapons are good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't really done much. Like I, if we were recording tomorrow, I would have had uh, near done. Like today is the day that I'm going to get to the last couple of uh, near endings. Okay. Um, uh, but, like, the only thing I've done in that is the gardening thing, because I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the lunar tier, which is a, it's a process, Tyler. <laughs> the garden, this, I'm not sure if you know this, but, uh, near replicant, uh, comes from an era of games where games kind of just hated you a mm-hmm. little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, that... <laughs> That that's cool once in a while, but like, <laughs> the gardening in this is ridiculous. Like you have to create hybrid flowers to, and then breed those hybrid flowers even further, and the and the chances you'll get the new hybrid is just get smaller and smaller, uh, down the chain. And uh, yeah, it's it's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Doesn't sound super fun, but yeah, that's how some of those games were in that era, man. Just awful side quests, super grindy stuff all over the place. You know, kind of take some of that stuff for granted in modern games a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and like I, I do feel like it is beneficial to go back to something like that just to like remember like what things used to be like. And oh like, yeah, and even like even the act of playing near replicant and encountering these kind of facets of the game i kind of laugh a little bit <laughs> thinking about how games used to be 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same same thing, like, going back and playing these Ratchet games. Like, some of the checkpoints are horrible. And you just that's stuff you just take for granted nowadays in modern games because a lot of times they have great checkpoint saving systems where back then, man, they did not put them all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if something was hard, you had to... You had to grind through it. <laughs> if you died, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing, man. I I'm looking forward to playing a lot of video games this weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah, let's get into the news. Like you said earlier, there's a lot of news out this week. Uh, seems like everyone's getting out ahead of E3 in a couple weeks. That's, that's two weeks away, Tyler. Yep, two weeks away. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's 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 get into it. Um, I'm not gonna go by the order we have it in here, but uh, there were like there were events for like anniversaries of games this year. Uh, first of which here talked about is Dragon Quest. Um, there are there are a couple of Dragon Quest games coming out uh, in celebration of what the thirty fifth, yeah yeah thirty fifth anniversary. Yep. Um, they're putting Dragon Quest three out again, but they're doing it kind of in the Octopath Traveler style. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a very rad way to do these old two uh, D RPGs. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's also uh, Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi, which I don't know what that is. It's it's a mobile game, but yeah, I guess they have to put out a mobile game. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just too big to ignore. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing, they they announced Dragon Quest Twelve, The Flames of Fate. Um, and it looks, it sounds like they're, they're going to, uh, well, Dragon Quest has always been a very kid-friendly game. It look it looks very, it, the, thematically it is very, like, kid-friendly and it, that's, that's just what those games are. It's, it's the very, um, cheery-looking RPG. Um, but... They said they're going to target a more adult audience with this new one, and you know that might get me in. I might yeah. go on a Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. I I can't remember. Was it Dragon Quest Eleven or Nino Kuni Two that you didn't like? Uh, I want to say Dragon Quest. Like, it was didn't Dragon you play Quest Eleven that I played? Yeah, like, I played like ten or twelve hours of it and kind of fell off. I really yeah. like Nino Kuni too. That okay. I I fucking love that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's cool to go in a more adult direction. The Flames of Fate. That's a pretty badass, like subtitle sort of thing, mm-hmm. and I, I like that a lot. It's it's cool. Yeah, definitely. And this this whole remake of Dragon Quest Three is really exciting and looks fucking beautiful. I mean. It's it's awesome that Square's doing this stuff. Like that sort of art style is just, I feel like takes these, you know, old two D games and like that's the way to remake them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to do that, and yeah, it's it's really really exciting. And 
makes me wonder if they'll do this with any of the old Final Fantasy games. Like, no, because what Square does with the old Final Fantasy games is just take the mobile version of those games and port them to PC and say, yeah. uh, we're done. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks, but, it, I mean, it would be really cool if they remade one of those old ones, you know, 4 or 6, something like that, in, in this sort of style. Like, man, that would, that would be... That'd be pretty dope, and you know, hopefully, maybe this is kind of a test ground for doing that and seeing how successful it could be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I, I think this is this is the direction they need to go in if they want to if they want to revisit old stuff. Yeah. Um, another anniversary happening this year. I don't know if you if you're aware, but Sonic. It's 30 years old. Oh, man. Sonic is a millennial. Uh, he is. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Um, but the, Sega is celebrating the 30th anniversary of Sonic by releasing a game next year. <laughs> a yes. new Sonic game. A ne- the next mainline Sonic game coming in 2022. There are other things happening. They are, um, they are re- they are doing a Sonic Colors Ultimate Edition that's coming out soon. Yep. September September 7th, that game's coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just... And then there's also... Sonic is a, huge. Sonic's, Sonic is big, bigger than The Legend of Zelda, Tyler. I'm yeah. not sure if you know that. <laughs> I, I heard that argument <laughs> in that discussion. I, I enjoyed that very much. And I mean, in pop culture, yes, it is. Oh, Sonic yeah. is absolutely bigger than Legend of Zelda. Uh, Quality I, of game-wise, I mean, you could definitely make a very different argument there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And... um. There is no doubt to me that Sonic's bigger than Zelda as an overall IP. You know, I mean, they just had a super successful movie that came out last year. They have a successful, long-running animated series. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, I think it's smart for them. You know, hopefully... See, the thing is with Sonic, though, is that the games... And I'm not a huge Sonic guy, but, you know, it's pretty easy to see and obvious that the games are just completely hit or miss. Like, they're all over the place in terms of quality. And so hopefully this mainline Sonic game that's coming out next year will be good. And I think it's smart for them to put it out next year because they're putting out a sequel to the Sonic movie. So... Sonic could have a really big year next year. It could be a really big year for for this IP. And so that makes a ton of sense for it to come out next year. They, they didn't really say much about it. I mean, it was just a teaser trailer. They don't even really give platforms or a name, anything like that. I mean, platforms could probably be assumed. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's also this Sonic Origins collection sort of thing that they're putting out. Uh, which puts a, a bunch of games uh, from the Genesis on there. Um, Sonic 1, 2, 3, and, and Sonic CD. It's kind of a collection of a lot of those games that's coming out um, later this year. So, yeah. Sonic. Making it happen, Sega is. Yeah, I am... I don't know if I'm excited, but, you know... 
Because the last Sonic... Hmm. This is going to age me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) The last Sonic game I ever put any significant amount of time into wasn't even a good Sonic game. It was... what? It was. It wasn't even a mainline Sonic game. It was Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh man, I remember that game. I didn't play it, but I remember it coming out. Yeah, <laughs> and that. I'm not gonna say that was a good game. Yeah, but that was on PS2, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I remember probably the most Sonic I feel like I've ever really played was at uh, when I was a kid going to the orthodontist. In their lobby, they had Sonic Arcade Machine in there, and I would play that thing all the fucking time when I would go there. And I, I don't remember which Sonic game that was, if that was just like its own arcade experience, but I was bad at it and I hated it, but <laughs> it was still fun. As a kid, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on Sonic if I can. I'm not sure if my eyes can keep up, uh, <laughs> kind of fast. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what else do we have? I, I forgot to put. I, I just put something in at the bottom here. Uh, Apparently, there's going to be a Final Fantasy spinoff. Yep. Um, made by, uh, what, Team Ninja, uh, makers of Neo. Um, it's going to be called Final Fantasy Origin. Uh, yep. And it's going to be in the style of the Neo games. I think that sounds fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, when when I saw this, I, I like my immediate thing was like, I feel like Frank's gonna fucking love this because oh yeah, you're a huge Final Fantasy fan. You like these games, those sort of Neo Bloodborne sort of games. <laughs> this seems like way up your alley, dude. I'm just yeah. I so I guess uh, Team Ninja has a couple of teams and like or. I'm not sure if they have a couple of teams, but the last Final Fantasy thing they did was Dissidia, which I don't think was very good at mm. all. <laughs> I don't mean to offend any anyone who made that game, but Dissidia Final Fantasy is just not what I'm looking for with those with, with the Final Fantasy license. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this this idea of a Neo-like game, and presumably since it's attached to Final Fantasy, it might be easier. I would I Maybe. would assume that if they're going to make a Neo-like game, but with a more popular uh, more popular franchise, that they're going to make it appeal to a wider audience, and that would probably mean making the game easier, or at least having, like, an easy mode. Yeah, yeah, like, kind of reminds me of, like, a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very similar to one of those games, but had various difficulty options to where if you wanted to just experience the game and the story you could do that so yeah I kind of I'm with you on that one yeah but I'm totally I'm all in yeah I mean it it's the the possibilities of it could be really cool because you know you think about you know even just kind of modern Final Fantasy games typically have pretty decent action but then throw on top of that like all the magic and stuff that you could do. I think 
that really can really open the doors um, for a pretty cool game. Uh, and just the world, you know, that Final Fantasy has. Apparently this one's going to be set in the world of the first game. Yeah, which, which is um, interesting. I'm not sure how many people remember that. <laughs> or if there isn't much memorable about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, story-wise. I, I I don't know. like Because the first Final Fantasy, like, it doesn't really have named characters, really. Like, I don't think there are canon names for those characters. Mm. Like you made your own yeah. names and stuff? Okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of old RPGs were like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see what yeah. they do with it. Yeah, and then, and then probably the last two big things with this whole rumor that came out from Fanbyte. Um, the game is apparently exclusive to PlayStation 5. Uh, with PC coming later in the future, mm-hmm. which you know is pretty huge for Sony. Uh, if they did lock this down, because that means they had Final Fantasy VII and its upcoming re-release on PS5 uh, as exclusives. Um, Final Fantasy XVI is an exclusive. Final Fantasy um, Origins then would be exclusive. So. Sony really going after these Final Fantasy games, and I know Final Fantasy has always had kind of a heritage on PlayStation, um, but you know they're they're really locking it down. You know, to me, it's like if Sony's locking down Final Fantasy like this. You know, I know they don't own Square, and you know these games will probably appear on other systems. But to me, I just think it's no different than Microsoft buying Bethesda mm. and locking those franchises down. I mean, yeah, it stinks. It, for other players, you know, but it's kind of the same deal. But then also, apparently, there's a demo that's going to be coming out potentially this summer called Stranger in Paradise. So it'll be like an alpha demo, I guess, to get some feedback and all that stuff, which they did that with Neo, right? They, I remember they did that with Neo 2, where they put yeah. out like an alpha or a beta ahead of time. Yeah, they definitely did betas for both of those games. Yeah. 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 Exciting. I mean, I imagine we'll we'll be seeing this soon, hopefully. Yeah. Speaking of things we'll see soon, for better or for worse, Far Cry 6. Uh, Far Cry 6 got a release date. It's October 7th. I'm not but, sure I like the look of this game. <laughs> why is that? I just... I don't... I'm not. I'm not sure that I'm ready to go back into a Far Cry game yet. <laughs> it's been so long for for me. Honestly, the last one I played was Far Cry Four. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just don't know if I if I need a Far Cry in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, Far Cry's not not for everybody. Um, to me, I, I that this franchise is kind of comfort food in a way, gameplay wise. Uh, is mostly what I mean when I say comfort food of just zone out shoot shit hunt stuff take out enemy camps you know pretty typical sort of stuff with Far Cry but but yeah it's this game I think has more potential than Far Cry 5 did for me I really did not like that game at all and 
I think this game's setting is a lot more interesting of having kind of like a major city, but then also these like forest locations. And, you know, I think it could really vary up the gameplay pretty drastically. Um, the fact that they're adding a lot of other gameplay elements to it of uh, seems like weapon crafting is going to be more of a thing because, you know, the main character that you play who is a female, awesome. That's a first for the franchise that I can think of. And then also it seems like she's an actual fucking character unlike the past few Far Cries where you're just this, like, silent dude, basically. Um, so both of those things are really awesome to me. Um, but you're more of, like, a guerrilla fighter trying to basically take out uh, Giancarlo Esposito and, you know, he seems more like a dictator sort of guy ruling this area and, you know, so I think there's a lot of potential potentially there with, like, the weapon crafting, the storytelling hopefully can be way more interesting. I love Giancarlo Esposito as an actor. I think he's phenomenal. He plays an awesome bad guy in pretty much everything he's in. And I just hope they use him because, like, in 4, for example, they had, like, Mads Mikkelsen. That dude's fucking great at acting and, you know, he, he's he barely in the like fucking twice. game. He yeah, shows up, like, twice in the game and... Right. Yeah. It, it sucked. And um, so I hope they actually use him. And um, yeah, it's like horseback riding that you can do. And uh, also seems like they're adding like more um, like stealth options, like Hitman sort of stuff where, you know, you can like conceal your weapons. And, you know, if you caught if you're caught with your weapons, they might the enemies might attack you and. So there's more like stealth options that you can do, which Far Cry's pretty typically had good stealth. I felt like with five, especially, they kind of got away from that more. So yeah, jetpacks. I mean, it seems that's the thing with Far Cry, which is just always kind of weird. It's like they they try to have this very serious story setting, characters, you know have you know maybe like <laughs> you know it's one of those things of like our games aren't political but they have these like political backdrops potentially themes whatever but then the gameplay is like so fucking bananas and just weird and those two can kind of be at odds with each other and i i have a feeling that this game has potential to be maybe one of the better ones in the franchise but it's still at the end of the day it's going to be a far cry game and I feel like if you're not really into that franchise, then this one probably won't be for you. Probably. Yeah. Unfortunately. We'll see. Um, I just feel like a lot of the things that Far Cry does, like, we, it that's just the Ubisoft open world game now. Like, you see all mm-hmm. that in, like, the Ghost Recon games. You see a lot of it in, in a lot of the, the Ubisoft open world games. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, apparently this world they were saying is, like, the biggest one they've ever made and everything. And I'm like, eh. Like, when I hear that stuff, I just kind of get a little, like, fuck. Like, they'll need to get bigger. And we'll talk about another game later where I have some thoughts on. Um, But, you know, I just hope that they keep it interesting in this game. And, you know, we'll we'll see. But I, I don't need maps to get bigger. I need them to bring more life to them and 
I know with next gen systems they can do both, but you know that's in it's not an open world game. But one of my favorite things about Resident Evil Village is just the insane amount of detail in that game that just completely brings it to life. I fucking love that shit, um, and to have more of that is what I'm looking for in games, not just a bigger map, but you know whatever. Wait, so you, we'll see. You aren't excited to see a bigger map in Horizon Forbidden West? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> and, and this is what I. It seems like Horizon Forbidden West, which we got 14 minutes of gameplay on. I have lots to say, but it seems like there will no doubt be a bigger map in this game. But holy fucking shit, the level of detail and life in this game world that they showed off was stunning. Like, if you can do both, sure. To me, I'd rather have a smaller map with more detail and in life put in it. But, yeah, man. I don't know. Horizon Forbidden West. I, I, I liked what I saw. Did you have a chance to watch this? Yeah, I watched it this morning while I was drinking my coffee after being woken up by your texts telling me <laughs> to do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it. It looks good. Like, I think... Yeah, it's it's a very good-looking game. Um, yeah, I just I don't really need to see much of this. I I'll play it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much guaranteed that I'm I'm gonna play this Horizon game. Um, yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. I really like the uh, Tremor Tusk. I think that is a cool new robot. Um, mm-hmm. I I just like. Whenever I see more of Horizon, I'm like, wow, cool robot. Uh, yeah. Let me play this. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and that, that combat sequence right at the end when Aloy's fighting that was just fucking awesome. And I'm like, yeah. I like The whole time I was watching that, I'm like, this looks like, you know, they're taking everything about Horizon and just improving upon it, really. It doesn't doesn't seem like they're changing the game necessarily with it but like combat seems way smoother way more interesting it seems like the weapons you have are a lot cooler they they made uh combat like hand-to-hand melee combat seem way more uh exciting and you have these special abilities now uh that they showed off it seems like traversal's way cooler. Like the climbing seems way better in the game. She has some like sort of zipline sort of thing it's that she was kind of let's just call grapple. it a grappling hook. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a grappling hook sort of thing that what? she was pulling herself all over the place. It seems like you can get around the world quicker. It's yeah. One yeah. thing I will say about the grappling hook: uh, the points where she uses it is not a color that particularly stood out to me, so I have a feeling no. that's going to be hard to spot. Yeah, no. <laughs> Especially I, if, you're, if you're doing it in an action sequence and you're trying to run away from something. Yeah, that yeah. That might yeah. be a problem. Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but but it, it, if it does work well, like just the fact that you can get around this world so much faster and easier um, just seems cooler. And then the swimming stuff seemed cool going underwater. The fact that you have no like meter basically mm-hmm. she has some like oxygen mask i guess that she puts on that's cool and the first time they went underwater i was like holy fucking shit this looks so good and you just see the fish swimming everywhere it's just man this world is 
just visually stunning. And uh, like, and this is only a small slice that we saw. Horizon Zero Dawn, still probably one of the most beautiful games ever made. It just gets me excited of like, man, this is just a small slice of this game. What does the rest of it look like? And I hope it has a photo mode. Oh, yes. I mean, sure, yeah, sure it will. will. The first game did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No release date yet, but I imagine we'll, we'll learn something somewhat soon. Yeah. Do you think it's this year? Yeah, I think it's this year. Yeah. I, I think it is. It just, Sony doesn't typically launch games in the fall, but, um, you know, this game's big enough, it can stand on its own, and who knows what else will be out. Maybe it won't be as crowded as usual. I think it's important that they get this game out this year, but, um, yeah. Sony typically doesn't do state of plays if the, the state of play deep dives like this, if the game is far away. Um, like Last of Us 2, Ratchet, Ghost, um, Demon's Souls, like all those games were fairly close to launch. Not saying this game's coming out in like two months, but it makes me think that they they definitely feel good about getting it out this year enough that they are showing it off. And Sony's probably going to have some sort of event this summer, and you know you can get another. Another good pop there by showing off something else with the game and then giving the release date and all that stuff. Yeah. So. I think at the next reveal of this, um, I don't think it's a thing uh, with any of the any of the robots. But I feel like the thing that they're going to do to be like the oh fuck uh, is uh, Aloy does the hacking thing to a flying bird robot and you actually get to fly around. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me though. You know, there's a lot of different sort of machines in this game. I think it would make sense. Yeah. Also the the lore it's you're going to California and you know yet if you want to stay thematic, it's a robot version of a condor. (laughs) <laughs> and you're flying on the back? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? That'd be cool. Um, the last thing I'll say is, is, you know, we don't know a lot about the story of what this game is. Apparently there's some, like, blight that's kind of destroying life and all this stuff. But then also there's, you know, this whatever you want to call it, tribe, cult, whatever out here in this area that can override the machines and like control them basically mm-hmm. and so both of those things I'm like what the fuck's going on here and it's it's intriguing and the story of Horizon Zero Dawn was really cool and unraveling that mystery of that world and who Aloy is and all that was really cool and I hope this game can continue that mystery um in, in building on that world because well, that was one of the cooler things about that first game. So I hope I hope the story lands. But what they showed off in this you know gameplay uh, segment uh, was was interesting enough for me. So. Yeah, I we'll see. can't remember. Did they do a weird like equipment gear thing 
in the first in Horizon Zero Dawn? Like, were you equipping like new uh, new armor and stuff like that? I think you were. That's yes. one thing I could do without. <laughs> in the new yeah, game. I could too. I think you were, but I don't know if it was like piecemeal. Like, here's your arms, and then you have your legs and your chest. I thought it was just a whole, you know, one one thing. Okay. I might be wrong on that. It's been a while. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I don't need all that. Just give me, give yeah. me like a skill tree, and uh, mm-hmm. let's go. Well, I remember too in the first game two things that weren't the greatest that I really hope that they do uh, better is one the side quests were not the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the characters were very kind of forgettable. So hopefully those can be improved and have better storytelling and more interesting things that you're doing. But then two, the economy of Horizon Zero Dawn was totally fucked. Like, you totally had way too many resources in whatever their currency was. To where, like, it didn't even matter at all. So hopefully they can balance those two things out a lot better in the sequel. And then, two, last thing I'll say, for sure... uh, if this is what this game looks like on PS5, I have absolutely no clue how this game's going to run on a base PS4. Oh, wait, like, they're still targeting a PS4. Yes, this game is coming out on PS4 oh, as well. And, uh, dude, I feel like it's going to be so hard to get this game run on PS4, but hopefully they can. Like, wow. <laughs> the, your, the PS4 will be literally taking off for flight. Oh, yes. With this game. They've got to unlock the new fans. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, speaking of sequels, Dying Light 2. Um, they've renamed it to Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Uh, and it's coming out December 7th. Um, okay, I don't really know... <laughs> I don't really know why they decided to add this little subtitle. You could just call this <laughs> Dying Light 2. I know. Like, that's a dumb yeah. title. <laughs> I, I I agree. When I saw that, I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah, it does seem like a lame title for this. Dying Light 2 is just, to the point, much better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I watched this gameplay too, and it, it does seem like a neat game. Uh, I'm not, like, saying I'm super hyped on it, but uh, the world does seem pretty interesting. The it seems like they really improved a lot about combat and the parkour. And I, I played Dying Light the first one for a few hours, and that was one thing that just kind of put me off a little bit was the whole parkour thing. It just felt a little weird in first person, but it seems like they're making that a lot better in this game and... Uh, giving you a lot of different options to just go about like literally everything from combat to exploration the whole day night cycle thing is still a thing um apparently there's you know and they showed this off at the e3 and i'm a couple years ago and i hope that it continues with this of like just your choices do truly impact what happens in the world um they did talk about that a lot more but they didn't really put an emphasis on it like they did at e3 which makes me wonder if how deep they went with it 
guess we won't know until it comes out. But yeah, the game could be cool. Honestly, it. I'm more intrigued by this than I was, and I'm more intrigued by it than than the first game, for sure. Um, I don't like that release date either. That's just me. Yeah. It, like the it's one just thing ahead of the game awards, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which I don't know if that's a major major driver, but the one thing about Dying Light is that like made it pop was when it came out. Like it came out in like January or February of 2015, I think that was mm-hmm. when like nothing came out, and so it had a lot of people looking at it and. What's the point in coming out in December? A lot of games that come out in December are kind of lost a little bit. And because everyone's already, you know, spent their money on a new console or all these other games that came out before it, you know, why not just... Which, it wouldn't shock me if it does, because games get delayed fairly often, uh, especially with, you know, the situation everybody's in now with, like, we're from home and all that stuff, but... It wouldn't surprise me if it got delayed, but to me it makes sense for this game to come out in January, February of 2022. It'd be awesome. But, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess the last of the sequels here we have in the news. There's going to be another Bloodstained game. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night 2 uh, is, is happening. Um, yeah. I guess that game did well enough. Yeah. So. It sold well. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, does this excite you at all? You put, like that first game? I never beat the first game, but, yeah, I mm-hmm. liked what I played of it. Um, I'm just... I'm not sure if I'm as hungry for this kind of game as I thought I was. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> see, see what happens with this. I imagine... This is probably far away because they took a long time to make that first one. So, yeah, I mean, they I announced sh- the first one way too early. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. All right, um, Tyler. Um, I know you've are, you're done with Borderlands Three, uh, but they're adding crossplay to it. Um, and according to Ultimate Truth Teller Randy Pitchford guy we can trust every word he says um he says um playstation won't uh wouldn't allow crossplay for borderlands 3 right so yeah i mean what they mean is they is is they'd have to probably pay so sony to do crossplay but uh yeah yeah, I think there's two things with this of, you know, is this Sony saying, no, you're not going to do this at all? Or is this 2K saying we're not doing this because we're not paying Sony? It has cosplay? to be we're not paying Sony because, other like, why would it be any different than any other game that has cross-play? Right. Right, and I feel like... As long as Sony got paid, they'd probably be fine with it. You know, from what we've seen out of these, like, Fortnite, uh, Epic vs. Apple case documents. But I could see 2K saying, you know, why are we 
doing this sort of thing. Why do we have to pay for this and let's just not do it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a fucked situation all around though because if PlayStation wasn't such a you know, if they weren't hard asses about this stuff, then crossplay would be more of a thing, and especially in this game, um, where crossplay is, I think, an important thing for a game like this. I mean, to have someone on PC, Xbox, PS4, or whatever, be able to play this whenever is, is a really cool idea, and so it's a bummer that it can't happen on PlayStation, but I feel like there's probably more to it than what Randy's putting out there yeah yeah i it it also makes me wonder too if sony you know what's that relationship between sony and randy pitchford or gearbox at all now because it seems like randy's throwing them under the bus too yeah but maybe maybe it's more of a 2k thing so (laughs) maybe it's just like fuck you Gearbox, Gearbox has been embraced, right? Yes. Randy doesn't owe 2K anything. Because 2K has the Borderlands franchise. Gearbox is probably not going to work on on that because of the Embracer group owning them. I think they would still work on Borderlands. I mean, it's their biggest IP, but I'm sure they have something in the works with Embracer group. Um, I mean, there's the whole story I think we talked about last week or the week before where 2K said that they have a new IP with Gearbox that they're working on. So Mm. I think that relationship still exists. It's weird because the Embracer group purchased them. Yeah. It is weird, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't have to say it like this. You can be like... (laughs) I, I don't know, like... I would not say Randy Pitchford is a very diplomatic dude. No. <laughs> he seems to not give a shit what people think. Well, maybe he gives too much a shit what people think about him, and he wants to project this image of being a hard ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, whatever. Whatever, dude. Bummer that this can't happen, but I'm not going to believe you for like the reasons why it's not happening. Yeah, there's got to be more to it, I, I would think. Because you throw a bag of cash at Sony and you can do whatever you want. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. What do we what, what do we want to talk about next here? Uh, oh man, I guess Cyberpunk. Yeah. We yeah. And why do we keep talking about Cyberpunk? <laughs> well. Yeah, I, mean, I guess not... it's been a while. Uh, there's there's <laughs> some changes in the leadership at at CD Projekt Red. Uh, Gabriel Amatengelo uh, is the new game director uh, at, for Cyberpunk 2077. What this means, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, still, it seems you, like you still cannot buy Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you cannot. But yeah, so he's kind of leading this. So I imagine he's probably leading the next gen versions, the DLCs, whatever will come out there, and just the overall improvements that this game needs to make. You know. 
I, I would imagine this could be the case that they needed someone else to kind of take over this cyberpunk development because, you know, I'm sure part of their team potentially might be moving on to the next game and getting ready to gear up to do whatever that is, but they probably have this crew over here that's going to be tasked with finishing DLC for Cyberpunk and updating the game, getting the next-gen versions going. I mean, I might be wrong on that, considering how many problems this game has and how much went into it, how many people worked on it, but, you know, maybe maybe that's the deal there of, like... I forget who was running it before, but maybe they're moving on to Adam Adam Badowski. Maybe he's moving on to something else. Yeah, um, we'll see. I just I have a feeling that someone over there at CD CD Project Red is sitting on uh, the the John Wick uh, GIF. I'm thinking I'm back for when the game <laughs> comes back onto the PlayStation Store. Yeah. <laughs> They're just they've been sitting on that meme for year, almost. A, it's going to, I think it's going to be an entire year of Cyberpunk not being on the PlayStation Store. By the time it gets back, yeah, maybe. I mean, it all depends. I I don't think it's going to be back until that next gen version's out. Yeah, and even then, it makes me wonder: uh, Will the PS4 version show up? Like, will they sell the PS5 version because that version? works runs better but not the ps4 version i feel like that would be very very bad pr mm-hmm. for Cy- uh, cd project red and i don't it would be dumb for them to do that but that's when i think the game will come back on playstation yeah. store how closely I mean, that- do you think uh playstation is going to examine that for certification <laughs> yeah that that's true too i, I don't know but <laughs> sony very clearly fucking hate CD Projekt Red. Yeah, because the fact they, fucking, that that, they fucking were like, hey, go get a refund. Yep, yep. Like, the fact that that game is not back on the store, like, and, and they say that it's up to Sony, very much says Sony is like, fuck you guys. Like, you guys fucked us, we're gonna fuck you. Sort of thing. What a wild yeah. saga. Hopefully we don't have to talk about this again until that next-gen version is out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, and speaking of the PlayStation 5, there's already a new model maybe coming around uh, of the PlayStation 5. Um, yeah. I, I don't... What I feel like this is... So, yeah, they've been kind of filing... Sony's been like kind of filing some things and different numbers and letters all go into this stuff and there's kind of new version apparently of the ps5 um so basically what this is is that there's like a wireless module in the system that's being replaced with something else Mm -hmm. um and maybe this is one of these sort of things where sony's looking at what they can do to increase manufacturing or make it easier or something and maybe this little replacement doesn't change the system too much at all and it's an easier thing for them to get so bam it it helps out so it's it's not much like they're not changing a lot basically this is not the ps5 pro (laughs) 
No, it's not like a total redesign of the system at all. It's just like little things, I guess, that they're doing. it's not even an expanded hard drive. Like, no. That's the thing that you'd want, is a bigger yeah. hard drive in that thing. Yeah. So this revised PS5 will have peak antenna gain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to get uh, to the tech specs. No, I'm, I'm not. But like that's that's like the nerdiness that this is getting down to, and there's a lot of numbers there that... I have no clue what any of this shit means, honestly, but I can see that's that is maybe the reason why they're kind of redesigning in quotes. I think redesigning is a bad word for what this is. Um, it's tweaks, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. What else? We only have four things left here. Um... I'm thinking we talk about Uncharted 4 being on PC. Yeah. I think that's a thing that's going to happen, and I think it makes total sense. And, you know, if they're going to have that what looks to be a very bad Uncharted movie come out, have you seen the pictures of yes. stuff on set? It looks very bad. Uh, <laughs> very bad. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Uncharted the Sony games are coming to PC and this is I, is this the first Naughty Dog game coming to PC? I think so. so. Yeah. I think that's kind of the wild piece of it is just the Naughty Dog game being on PC. Um, yeah. But yeah, this came out of an invest, Sony Investors Relations Day and it had a slide that said more PC releases planned and then had Days Gone which is coming out or just came out I forget. And right underneath that was Uncharted 4. So, pretty given that Uncharted 4 is coming to PC. Sony keeps putting these games out on PC. It, you know, even even this uh, slide in this investors' relation thing says that, you know, they get a big return on investment with this. They create new fans for their IPs that might go buy the next game and buy a PlayStation and there's new geographies, I guess, that they can target, which I, I never thought about that piece of it. That makes a lot of sense, too. And, yeah, it just makes sense for them to do this stuff. And people that get upset about this need to calm down. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's wild, though, of, like, putting an Uncharted game on PC. I just never would have thought that that would happen. Makes me wonder if they would do the Uncharted collection at all, put that on PC... And, I mean, they do have... I think you can do PlayStation Now on PC, where you Uncharted was on there, but this is, like, a native release on PC that is kind of wild, and never would have thought it would have happened, but mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Yeah. it's. I I have no doubt that all of those... All of uh, Sony First Party will eventually make its way over at least the at least the popular popular stuff yeah. I, don't, I don't particularly see like uh, i don't know i there's a certain gravity rush yeah <laughs> so, you know stuff or, like that like even if you go if you go f- too far back i don't think they're going to put like the old uncharted games on pc they might although they might do the uncharted collection mm-hmm. um but trying to think would they put was dying light an exclusive right dying no light, or not dying light um 
Infamous, infamous, the infamous. Yeah. Ones. Like, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure they'll do those. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. There might not be, especially if. Well, because this isn't very true with Days Gone. I'm about to say if they're going to do like a sequel to it, because mm-hmm. they're not doing a sequel to Days Gone. But, you know, Infamous kind of had its time. I don't think they're making an Infamous game anytime soon. But that game, you know, there's not. Like a, a massive return, I feel like they would get on an infamous game as they would Uncharted, God of War, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, um, you know, games like that. Bloodborne, I feel like that game would be huge on PC. Yeah, but uh, there's people have wanted Bloodborne on PC for like, yeah, since it came out. <laughs> yeah, and and also right now. You know, people really want a 60 FPS patch for PS5 for that game. Yeah. Which would make a ton of sense, and I'm shocked that they haven't done it yet. I don't know. Elden Ring is just their prime focus. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, BlizzCon isn't happening again this year. Uh, So, I guess the big thing out of this for me is... uh, when are we going to hear about Diablo? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> it's probably going to be a while, I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess they did their own like Overwatch Two little thing, event sort of, sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess they could do that for Diablo, but yeah, Noble right. is con again. They're hoping to come back next year. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it does make sense. I also wonder if they just don't have a lot to show off this year. That maybe that they could just do it in kind of one-off things like they did recently with Overwatch 2. You know, that, that could be another piece of it too. You know, I, I think it would make sense if later this year we got like a Diablo Direct and they showed off that Diablo 2 remaster, gave us a date for that, and then said, here's a new... You know, gameplay chunk of X class for Diablo Four or whatever, and it's a twenty-minute thing. I think that makes a lot of sense to see at some point this year. Mm. Yeah, I could go for Diablo so bad right now, though. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, can't wait. <clears throat> yeah. All righty. Uh, last quick hitter here. Uh, Microsoft is going to be the publisher of future iterations of the Outer Worlds, so yeah, I guess Take-Two is uh, they, they've they published everything up to now, so I'm not sure what this means, are there like, are there PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, versions of this, or or what? I don't, I don't think there, I don't think there is for the Outer Worlds yeah, um I think what it means is that basically, you know, 2K published this game through their whole private division sort of label that they have. And, but moving forward, like, they're not going to be the publisher for the Outer Worlds now that Microsoft owns Obsidian. You know, I think because I think Obsidian still owned the IP, I think. And it was just like a deal struck with 2K for this game. And, you know, now 
you know, Microsoft owns Obsidian, obviously. It's kind of a Microsoft franchise now. So a sequel to The Outer Worlds, I don't think you will be seeing on PlayStation. No. You know, a P- I could maybe see them doing like a PS5 version of the game with all the DLC or something because the game was on PS4. I could, I could see that happening, but a Outer Worlds 2, you know, Microsoft kind of has the, the keys to that one now. Yeah, Microsoft seems to have a lot of keys. Yes. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, I think I think this is a big... You know, the, the Outer Worlds sold pretty well. It was a neat game, and I think it's one of those things of, like, you know, having... This game established itself really well, and I think it could turn into a pretty decent franchise for Microsoft to have. You know, in terms of pushing their console and Game Pass and all that stuff. Like, you know, there's there, there's going to be hype, I think, behind an Outer Worlds 2, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we won't be seeing it on PlayStation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be awkward with that side-by-side with Starfield, though. Yeah. Definitely. Just, just yeah. that Obsidian and, and Bethesda kind of, like, make it similar kinds of games <laughs> yep 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 uh, right. yeah it's it's just insane and then you throw in an exile in there too yeah. who knows what their next game is going to be it's yeah it's going to be interesting yeah. uh last thing we have here are some freebies if you're a playstation plus member uh your free playstation game playstation plus games for june have been revealed if you happen to own a PlayStation 5, you can get Operation Tango. And then everyone, because it's presuming you play PlayStation 4 games on your PlayStation 5, uh, you'll get Star Wars Squadrons and Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Um, yeah. Seems yeah. decent. Yeah, and the Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter 5... Um, that just got announced this week, basically. It is coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be free on PlayStation. So yeah, not a bad month. Star Wars Squadron is a pretty neat game too. You so. will no longer have to boot up Yakuza and go to an arcade in Yakuza to play Virtua Fighter. <laughs> no. <laughs> you will not, no. Uh, yeah, apparently this Virtua Fighter kind of remaster whatever you want to call it was made in the Yakuza engine yep mm-hmm which is interesting yeah uh, so yeah that's that's it that's all for the news um we've got to hurry up and record a second podcast so I'm just gonna wrap yep. this up unless you have any <laughs> objections no I, I do not nope alrighty well we're gonna go and get to that uh, so you don't miss a podcast next week. Um, uh, first, before I, I I have things I have to say before we end this podcast uh, <laughs> uh, related to how you can contact us, and those ways are via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at psreportpodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. Uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Chicken wings and titty things.